2: You ever have those embarrassing pregnancy questions that just don't seem to be addressed in your pregnancy books and apps? You might be nervous to ask your seasoned mommy friends or even your doctor. Well, today we're breaking down the top 10 pregnancy FAQs that we think are going to make you laugh. This is Preggy Pals.
1: Um, is that a plus sign? Pink or blue? Hospital or home birth? What type of food should I be eating? I think I just peed
0: myself. I'm pregnant. And I have to exercise? What? Pregnancy glow.
1: Wait. Was that a contraction? Sh- sh- oh, gotta sh- make oh, these oh, pants fit! I've got kinkles! What do you mean there's more than one? You've got the symptoms, and now you've got the support you need for a happy nine months. This is Preggy Pals, your pregnancy your way.
2: Welcome to Preggy Pals, broadcasting from the Birth Education Center in San Diego. Preggy Pals is your online, on-the-go support group for expecting parents and those hoping to become pregnant. I'm your host, Stephanie Glover. Thanks to all of our loyal listeners who've joined the Preggy Pals Club. Our members get special episodes, bonus content after each new show, plus special giveaways and discounts. See our website for more information. Another way for you to stay connected is by downloading our free Preggy Pals app, available in the Android, iTunes, and Windows marketplaces. Sunny, our producer, is now going to give us some information about our virtual panelist program.
1: All right. So if you guys are not joining us here in the studio, perhaps you don't even live in the San Diego area, then we still want you to be part of our show through our virtual panelist program. So you can do it a couple different ways. I know some of you guys love Facebook out there. Some of you guys love Twitter. So two different options here. You can like our Facebook page. And you can also follow us on Twitter. We're going to be posting throughout today's recording. I've got Twitter and Facebook up on my computer here. And we're going to be posting different questions that uh, that we're talking about here in the studio. We definitely want to hear your perspective on stuff. Of course, today's episode is about funny things that happen during pregnancy and questions that we're too scared to ask um, most of our doctors. And so um, we're going to chat about it today, and we want to hear what you have to say. So like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and be part of the program using hashtag #preggypalsvp. And if you do so, you could win some cool prizes. Awesome. Thank you, Sunny. So
2: we're just going to go around and introduce our panelists here. Uh, I'll go ahead and start. My name is Stephanie Glover. I'm 32 years old. I am a stay-at-home mom to two little girls, ages 3 and 11 months. My first daughter, Gretchen, was born cesarean, and my second, Lydia, was my VBAC baby.
0: Hi, I'm Annie. I'm the former host of Preggy Pals, but I keep hanging around. Um, (laughs) So I I just love these group of ladies. Uh, I'm 36 years old. I'm a labor doula. And I have no due date. I have three little girls. Uh, my first was a hospital birth. Uh, my second was a planned home birth. I uh, had a little couple of issues. We transferred to the hospital. I uh, had her 20 minutes later in the hospital. And then my third was a planned home birth.
1: You know what's funny is all three of us have been host of preggy Pals. <laughs> we have. We need so to take a picture yeah. of who we are. You guys have to visit our Facebook page. We're going to take a picture <laughs> and put it up on Facebook. Three generations of preggy Pals hosts. <laughs> Okay, hey everyone, I'm Sunny. Um, I am producing today's show. I'm subbing in for Samantha. And um, a little bit about myself, uh, four kids under the age of four. And uh, my oldest is Sayer. He is four years old, will be four years old actually next week. And then Urban's my middle guy. He's two. And then Ainsley and Addison are my identical twin girls, and they are eight months old. I had um, a vaginal birth with my first and two planned cesareans um, after that. The twins were a planned cesarean, but... um, um, baby A decided to break the water early, uh, three weeks earlier than planned, and so I gave birth, um, still via cesarean, um, but it was kind of a planned cesarean and kind of not. Like Do you we knew who we Baby A was? Oh, who yeah, was? Ainsley. Ainsley, Ainsley. Ainsley was Baby ah, A. Ah, so you got to yeah. watch her. Oh, I know. She, she <laughs> She's starts a troublemaker. Stuff. She, yeah. she does. She yeah. starts stuff <laughs> See, and she's
0: that supposed starts to. already, that personality, <laughs> you know?
1: Okay, so today we have a fun pregnancy headline for you guys. You may have seen this online. Olympian Alicia Montano crosses the finish line at eight months pregnant. So she is a runner. Um, she was actually at the U.S. Track and Field Championships this last week, and fans were screaming not because you know she had this fantastic time, per se, but because she was eight months pregnant, and I have the photo here. Did she it's win? It's absolutely unreal. No, no. In fact, she came in dead last. Oh. But that's not the point, Yeah. right? The point is is that she's freaking eight months pregnant? <laughs> yeah. and running, and is she not peeing herself. That's <laughs> we don't we, we actually know. don't know. You yeah. know, I can't see anything running dead or That's her leg, not but ladies and gentlemen. Really <laughs> so, in, anyways, she did get um, the go ahead from her doctor. Yeah. Um, everything was fine. Actually, she's seeing a midwife and doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, got both of their clearance before entering the race, um, and the baby was more than fine. But you just you don't typically see this. And Annie, no. I know that you were a runner or are a runner. Is it? Past, uh, past I don't, tense. Yeah,
0: I I don't run anymore. I'd like to eventually get back to into it, but you know they don't make jugging triple strollers, so. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I just haven't I haven't done it for a while, but th- that's what stopped me through my pregnancy number one and two, my my first two children. I ran till, ah, uh, like the end of my second trimester, hmm. uh, but that's really what it was was just a, a loss of bladder control, um, and know, just. You know it just it was a lot of weight on my bladder um or you know and then with my first pregnancy especially it was the point where I would stop every five minutes to use the bathroom I guess if she's doing a 200 yard dash then you know that's not so much an issue and actually doesn't
1: say what and I don't know much about this runner in general it it doesn't say what she was running just that she was competing yeah.
0: yeah yeah Yeah, I can't imagine doing something, I mean, at that kind of elite level. She's, a, she's an Olympic runner? She's an Olympic,
2: yeah, yeah. it says
1: Olympian, wow. so,
2: oh. I, yeah. Yeah, in my past life, I did distance running as well, and, yeah. and we conceived our first, um, the On weekend. On track? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no. distance, I could never be a sprinter. Yeah. And, oh my goodness, I don't have it in me, but, um, we conceived her the weekend after my husband and I completed our first half marathon. Oh, good for you guys. And, yeah, so wow. I'm like, okay, well, let's just do that, and then we'll try for a baby and got pregnant right yeah. away. But I was so tired that first trimester. There yeah. was no movement whatsoever. And and then, like, the second trimester, maybe I could have picked it up, but I had um, some bad sciatic nerve pain. Yeah, And so I it's past life, but I would, again, yeah, love to pick it up at some point. But. See,
1: that's a really good point is that not only did she run this race, but you have to train. So think about how much running she's doing. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, that's pretty amazing that her body allowed her to do I mean, g- good for her. Yeah. A lot
0: of care practitioners they say if you do, as long as it's not you know skydiving new, you know right uh, downhill skiing you know things that would possibly cause an impact with a fall right. as long as you're doing a intense exercise before you get pregnant yeah continuing it yeah. but just listening to your body yeah, um, you yeah know, don't so- don't
2: pick up. Marathon running when yeah. you're, you know, six months pregnant. You've exactly. never done it before. Yeah. yeah. Well
0: with with running like you said, usually the challenge in the first trimester is the nausea slash higher fatigue. fatigue. And then second trimester is good, but then you start getting to the point where the belly's so big that, yeah, it's just, whether it's sciatic pain or bladder control, those are the main issues. Or labored breathing, even,
2: yeah. oh, you yeah. when your lungs are smushed and you're trying yeah. to yeah.
1: exercise. Yeah. yeah, I should say that um, Preggy Pals did an episode on this. It was a while back, um, but it was about running during pregnancy. So if you guys have any other questions about that, um, check out that episode.
3: Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation.
2: So we're mixing it up today on Preggy Pals, inspired by Mary Kiley's online article, Fast and Funny, 10 Pregnancy FAQs That Will Make You Laugh. We're checking politeness at the door.
0: Politeness is always checked at the door (laughs) when I'm on. And
2: getting down to the nitty gritty (laughs) about pregnancy and childbirth. So we're speaking candidly here about uh, 10 FAQs that were found in her article. The FAQ number one, is that the baby kicking
0: or just gas? <laughs> that's something I actually ask my care practitioner, but maybe I'm just more out there. <laughs> right. You know, I'm just like, you know, because they ask you, like, you know. Are so you I, having movement? Exactly. And- because the the baby, the, they call it quickening. Is mm-hmm. When mom can recognize that that's the baby actually kicking. Usually it's like 16 weeks. And yeah, so that's an on important, the early side. Yeah. yeah, so so that's like an important milestone that I know care practitioners, both midwives and obstetricians, are looking for. But it's really kind of hard to to tell. I mean, Steph, when could you tell with your pregnancies? Um, you know, I didn't feel Gretchen until I already knew. Oh, no, Gretchen's I, I, your firstborn, right? Gretchen's
2: my firstborn, yeah. and I was, um, twenty-one weeks. I yeah. think. yeah. Um, so I already had the anatomy scan and knew it was a girl, and then I felt her kick I think later that week. Right. And um with Lydia, I I think I was expecting a lot sooner Mm because I'm like, I'm a seasoned mom. I'm totally gonna know when when I'm gonna, you know, feel her kick. And I think I was about 18 weeks. Mm -hmm. How about you?
0: Um, you know, with my firstborn I distinctly remember I was sitting in a really boring I was getting my grad degree at the time and I was sitting in a really boring class. It was after lunch. (laughs) Uh and that was really the first time that my mind was wandering and I had just eaten something Mm -hmm. and that's when I distinctly I knew that it was the baby kicking so before then I guess I I probably just was too busy um what freaked me out with this though uh with my third baby because I figured oh you know I'm going to I'm going to know you know well ahead of time and I hadn't got uh any any ultrasounds with my third baby at all so every time I go in for a midwife appointment, they would, you know, feel, you know, listen to the heartbeat. And so I knew that there was a baby in there and her heartbeat was good. Right. But I'm like, this this is crazy. This is my third pregnancy. Like, or this is my third baby. I, I should be feeling this now. 16 weeks, 17 weeks, 18, 19, 20 weeks. <laughs> nothing. Um, and what it ended up being, I didn't even end up feeling her kick until like 24, 25 weeks, something like that. Was it the placenta? Yeah. placement. yep. yep. <laughs> it, the placenta, I had an anterior placenta. So the, basically that's when the placenta is on the front wall of the uterus and it was acting like a pillow and just like right. blocking every movement. But yeah, it, it freaked me out. Something good, well, you know? Well,
2: and it's so strange because, so when you go in to say like that, if you get that 12 um, week mm-hmm. ultrasound the baby's karate chopping and you just can't feel them yeah. and that's such that a strange so yeah and it's such yeah. a, they're so active and you can't feel them through. so it is sort of a rite of passage once it i think it becomes real yeah. when you can actually feel them moving around yeah. and you know that it's a little person mm-hmm. so faq number 2 from the article what on earth is going on with my boobs? (laughs) Okay, I didn't ask that to my care practitioner. No. (laughs) And I guess there could be several things going on with your boobs. They could be huge. They could be tender. They could be leaking. They could, you know, so. I never had leaking.
0: But I heard that that has happened. Like, yeah, women can't. will have, like, colostrum. Like, so they, basically your first milk for the baby mm-hmm. starts leaking out, so. Yeah,
2: I didn't have that either, but I have yeah. really close friends who, who did that. They had to wear those, you know, breast pads in their bras during that pregnancy. That is a bummer. Right? Oh, that
0: sucks. Wow. <laughs> did you, did you have... Um, Any breast changes? Yeah. Yeah, it was, like, the first sign of my pregnancy. Of like, Even before I took the pregnancy test, uh, you know, it's just, I woke up one morning and just very, very sensitive, very tender. Um. Yeah, I mean that that, that with pregnancy, the, of course, there's the postpartum, which if you're breastfeeding, or even if you're not breastfeeding, I guess, but ju- just dealing with some uh, engorgement when the milk comes in. Definitely, I was not expecting to go from um the wide range of cup sizes. I mean, that was nuts. You know, I I, I totally wasn't expecting that. Throughout my college years, I was probably an A cup. Uh, when I got pregnant though, it swelled to kind of a B and I'm like, oh, this is awesome. (laughs) Like, you know, I suppose a woman with a larger chest that, you know, had, you know, back pain issues or issues with that wouldn't be so excited as I was about it. You know, I had, and then I had the baby and, uh, yeah, I swelled to like, like a D at least. Um, you know, of course things like calmed down and everything once my milk supply regulated, but yeah, just going through that range, I think is something that, uh, you know nobody talks to you about you don't expect that to happen no i in fact um yeah what that was one of
2: my first signs of pregnancy as well is that i had sensitivity and they seemed a little larger Mm -hmm. and with my first pregnancy i think because i'm normally about a, a d like a small d yeah and um i couldn't even find a bra size that was cup you know like the right cup size for my you know yeah um, width or whatever. Right. And uh, so I ended up, I think I went up three bra sizes in the first trimester and thought, oh no, mm-hmm. what are they even going to look like by the time I deliver? And luckily it regulated they're out. Like, <laughs>
0: they're going to be like size S Watermelons. Press. Like do, do these exist, you know? Only in porn, you know? Right. So.
2: <laughs> well, and I, I think too, I mean, granted you don't show as quickly with your belly yeah. um, your first pregnancy, but I really felt like my boobs were just taking over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm never going to have a belly. They're so big, but yeah. they did kind of go down. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, um, FAQ number
0: three,
2: will I poo when I push?
0: I didn't have a fear about this. I guess I figured, I well, that. you know, whatever. It's not a big deal. It's natural. Yeah. Chances are you will. You know, but <laughs> as as a doula, you know, I've run into some women who are like, oh, I'm just really, this is a really, I'm really afraid of it, you know, and they don't want to think about it or they get embarrassed that there's going to be a room full of people. And, and uh, as a doula,
2: how do you, how do you encourage them or talk them down from that fear?
0: Ah. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I guess I got to feel it out with really, is it just like they're kind of a little bit embarrassed or it's a gripping fear right? Uh, or a gripping anxiety. Most of the time it's just a little bit of a fear or like, oh, God, that seems disgusting. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I, most of the time that that's what I deal with. And so what I try and tell them is, what I tell my clients is, You know, this is something that, you know, if you want your baby to come out, everything else kind of has to get out of the way. And so some of the time, a lot of the time, one of the first signs of labor is diarrhea. Yep. Uh, And so it's your body's way of just saying, you know what? I don't need to be doing all this digesting right now. So I'm going to clear out the whole digestive system and then we're going to get rocking and rolling with some contractions. That happens a lot. Yeah. And so... When when women do push out a baby, it's really not that much. And the nurses, they're so used to dealing with it. Very discreet. Yeah. yeah Most of the time, you don't right even away. know if you do Exactly, it. No. You yeah. just wipe it away really real quick. It's not a big deal. Um, So will you poop when you push? Yeah.
2: If you're doing it right, you probably will.
0: If you're doing it right.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
2: So FAQ number four. What about that drink I had before I knew I was pregnant? I think we... So many of us have probably been there. Um, I have babies that came nine months after the holiday season. (laughs) There were work parties. That's why you have a baby. Exactly. Right. (laughs) So it's always that
1: fine line of,
2: oh, gosh, did that that martini make a difference that I had at that work cocktail party? Mm hmm.
1: Well, and you get scared, too, because you do hear about all of the, you know, we've done episodes on fetal development in the first trimester, and you learn about your organs and everything, for, your baby's organs forming during that time, and you're like, oh, my gosh, that seems like such a crucial time, and it is an important time, mm-hmm. but honestly, my bad that I don't worry about, I just, I mean, I'm done having babies now, but, like, I just, I really didn't worry about this, and, and I, I like to socially drink, yeah. so when I found out I was pregnant, quit drinking, obviously, mm-hmm. um, but it just wasn't, I was just like, okay, well, You know, just hope for the best. I mean, honestly, a lot of times it was... a night out that got me to the point yep. that i was yeah. pregnant <laughs> so usually <laughs> that was the catalyst yeah and you know and i'm just kind of like you know it's a I long mean,
0: introduction it's a good introduction to a lot of things as parenting that you know what you're going to do the best that you can yes and you got to let go of the rest yes and hello welcome ladies welcome to parenting <laughs> Yeah, you where know. you're not
1: control in control of anything <laughs> exactly <laughs> you know
0: so so you just you know okay so you had a drink or two or three or four yeah. yeah. And now you're pregnant. Well, you know, just quit drinking yeah. and yeah, yeah, move on.
2: FAQ number five. Will I ever be the same down there again?
1: There are surgeries to correct it if you're not. <laughs> well,
2: I think it's important to remember that we're designed to birth mm-hmm. the babies that we grow. Yeah. You probably will be in, in my experience. <laughs> and, and I think But it that's doesn't it. mean that, you know, there might be some some tears or but the
1: body's I don't know, in my opinion, designed for it, so. Mm -hmm. And they're battle wounds, right? You know, I mean, it's kind of like, you know, I I wear some of those with pride. I mean, I I am personally not the same down there in a lot of different ways, but I had some complications. So does everybody, you know, go through that? I don't think so. Um,
0: Absolutely not. Yeah. Yeah. I did do pelvic floor exercises, um, and I mentioned this in a couple of uh, episodes past, that, you know, there are pelvic floor physical therapists. Mm -hmm. So if there's issues with incontinence, if there's issues with pain during sex, um, there are professionals out there to help you rehabilitate That function, Right. Yeah.
1: And there's whole departments now. I mean, depending on who your medical care provider is, and this is fairly new, something I I learned about a year or so ago, they now have special certification processes for that area of the body. So someone can, it's not just, you know, a a urologist or whatever looking at you, but someone that's specifically trained in- Like a urologist. Yeah. -hmm. Yeah. You're a gynecologist. That's who I saw after Mm -hmm. my first baby. I'm still seeking treatment. I got an appointment on Monday. Yeah. (laughs) You know? So, Mm -hmm. but, you know, that's the important thing, I think is that, you know, if something does happen or if you just don't feel right, it's okay to reach out. Like, I I don't think that a lot of women you know, know that and and there are so many different things they can do now and and the, they'll be able to do in the future. And so if you don't feel right, reach out because odds are whether it's physical therapy or some sort of procedure you need to have, um, we can do a lot of cool stuff. Yeah. And know? it doesn't have to just be this inevitable side effect that you just have to live with. Exactly you have options. So exactly. Yeah.
2: When we come back we'll continue our candid chat about those tough to talk about FAQs regarding pregnancy. We'll be right
1: back. <laughs>
2: Welcome back. Today, we're going through Mary Kylie's article, Fast and Funny, 10 Pregnancy FAQs That Will Make You Laugh, and opening up about our own experiences with these FAQs. So, we're on to FAQ number six. That is, is that a wee incontinence problem? Well, this kind of really ties into what we were talking about
0: before the break. So, yeah. I mean, before the birth, just with running, uh, it was an issue. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I, I stopped running. And then, yeah, after the birth, so... I had the worst postpartum nurse. She was initially—I got somebody else, thank God. But I got up to use the bathroom, and I had uh, no bladder control, I and, had it that just, too. Yep. And, and it just—and and the nurse yelled at me. I was like, you know, that's
1: yeah, just, mine wasn't very understanding either. Like, just kind of like, kinda you know, like oh, the epidural. Yeah, I
0: just like, pushed out what? a ten-pound baby. Yeah, eater. can you just give, give me. I, I'm sorry that you have to clean up pee. You know. <laughs> You know, yeah. I didn't do it on purpose. You yeah. know, I'm not too. You know, yeah. I, just, I just don't have control <laughs> right now. So, you know, in my case that, that came back, yeah. um, it just, you know, took a, a little bit. So I know, Sunny, in your case, it took it, longer. It did not. It, yeah. it never
1: fully returned. Um, but I had that same exact experience. Um, and mine happened to be a result of... Um, having the um, my urethra stretched Um, when I was pushing out the baby um, they put a a catheter a Foley catheter in you and there's a little inflated ball at the end of the the catheter and I actually started to push that out that is so rare I don't want to scare anyone out there it it does happen we did a whole episode about this I don't want to talk about it too much but feel free to to uh, search for it on our website Um, but I will say you know it kind of goes with what we were talking about before like incontinence is in. People will tell you that when you're in the hospital, like it is kind of one of the things that comes. They say with the territory, and it and it should you know kind of clear up on its own. Um, you know you can do Kegels, you can do some other stuff like that to help. But um, sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes there was a, a real mechanical issue, and um, and again you know, there, there's procedures. I actually had two uh, surgeries to help repair it. And now, um, now that I'm not planning to have any more babies, they have me on some medication that's breastfeeding friendly um, to help clear that. But you know, that whole got to go, got to go, yeah. got to go right now, like that commercial, like that's me. <laughs> and there's a little tiny pill I take every morning. Um, and it helps, but it's 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 not perfect. Um, but there's, again, there's a lot of treatment. I have a, a kind of a road to go down. But the good news is there's a lot of stuff available to right. women struggling with that
2: and understanding it while you're pregnant and the postpartum implications and even during your hospital stay after my C-section I had a catheter yeah. in as well um until the next day and I remember they they said okay we're going to take it out now and I said will I have the urge to pee? Oh yeah, yeah. you should be fine. And I I wet myself. Mm-hmm. I mean and I remember calling it was just this def- just a different feeling of being an adult and paging the nurse being like I need to be changed.
1: I know. Because I had,
2: you know, my abdominal muscles were so tender, I couldn't really sit up and do much for myself and just sort of laying there. And I wasn't prepared for that. I hadn't been prepared for a C-section. I didn't even know what a catheter did. Yeah. You know, so just kind of being aware of that going in and knowing that it's perfectly normal
1: <laughs> yeah it is and for and like I said for most women it's going to clear right up mm-hmm. so um, if it doesn't and people tell you oh it's just because you had a baby it's just because you had a baby it may not be so if, if you're however I mean I don't want to give numbers but if you're you know out from having your baby and you feel like it's an issue talk to somebody like you shouldn't have to struggle with that mm-hmm. definitely FAQ number seven is it possible to avoid stretch marks we just did a whole episode on this <laughs> Um, and then the consensus was
3: uh, <laughs> women well, get them. Yeah. It, it,
1: it yeah. was uh well most of it's hereditary, yeah. yeah, she said. Yeah. So it kinda depends on your blood, right? And there's not really much you can do to change right. that. What what was your guys' experience with stretch marks?
0: I had a few, but it was my pregnancy that I did gain uh more weight. Yeah. Uh, so but but I didn't get many. But again, I have my mother to thank for that. So yeah. again, because it is hereditary, some women get them on their breasts, on their thighs, on their stomach. Uh, you know, everywhere. Yeah. So this, you know, and, and they fade over time. You know, so.
1: Yeah. Same. Mm-hmm.
2: I I didn't really have many either. My mom didn't mm-hmm. when she was pregnant. Um, I noticed a few actually after. Uh, giving birth, just on the underside, but they had, uh, they already looked faded. Yeah. but I just didn't ever really see them in pregnancy, um, but very minimal mm-hmm.
1: i will say too if you've had a c-section you well okay i guess i have to speak from my own perspective i i focus more on the c-section scar than the stretch mark scars so i don't know which is which is worse but like if, again if you you've got different scars down there your eyes will go to different things right. so i don't even really worry about the little tiny stretch mark scars that i can't really see i actually have more i think on my breast than I do. But it, that is even really faded. So, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but I'm just kind of like, okay, so I'm not going to be a Victoria's Secret supermodel. Like I was going to be before. You know. <laughs> um, and, I'm, and I'm not above having surgery. If I feel bad about this after I'm done. My bo- As far as I'm concerned, my boobs are for feeding my babies, first and foremost. And once I'm done with that, if I'm not happy with the way they look. I will nip-tuck whatever <laughs> I have to get to feel good about myself. Right. That, for me, that's what it's about. It's about me feeling good. So if I need to get some lipo or I need to do, the like, whatever, you know, yeah. to feel good about it. And but, the good news is that stretch marks do fade. They so. do fade, mm-hmm. yes. Even immediately after giving birth. That's yeah. what they said, too. So
2: FAQ number eight, what does labor
0: really feel
1: oh, like? Lord, <laughs> you could
2: have a whole
0: episode on this one.
2: And it's hard. I mean, how how to a, a first-time mom would and you try to explain it? it's different, though. It's different for, for everybody. Everyone, I, yeah. I remember
1: at my baby shower, um, a cousin of mine said, you know, I didn't even know I was in labor, and I pushed, like, twice, and then the baby fell out. Oh, shut up. I, right. And then that's what I said. And <laughs> I was like, are you kidding me? And she's like, I swear, I don't know what happened. I'm just like, I'm, just, I'm not going to be like that. No, I'm not going to be like right. that, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, for for me, it was all pretty remarkably... Kind of the same among my three babies. But can I say, you know, with a degree of certainty that everyone's going to be like me? I can say with a degree of certainty that everyone is going to be different than me. Right. For me, it's always my contractions started really far apart. I mean, it's almost like kind of in the textbook, mm-hmm. like you read about it, that my contractions start far apart. and uh, They're very manageable. They progress so that they're closer together. I can't eventually talk through them. Uh, then to the point that I want to kill everyone in the room and then my water breaks and then I feel, you know, then I push out
1: a baby. So (laughs) So (laughs) did you feel like a release, like a physical, like I know you've probably felt the release of water. That's not what I'm talking about, but does it, if you're not under pain medication and your water breaks and you said your water broke naturally or did they have to break it? No, they broke it.
0: I'm sorry. Uh, they broke it for me one f- okay. for my first baby and okay. then it broke spontaneously for my second and my third baby but it like right like in transition does like, that
1: help at all with the pain or pressure once your water breaks I would say it, it gets made it worse <laughs> oh really <laughs> well because it's your you body's way of triggering labor yeah yeah you, don't have, yeah, you, cushion don't,
2: cushion you don't, don't have
0: the cushion and oh. it just i don't know what it was it was like my body's way of saying okay it's, it's go time. time. Got real, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. For me, it felt like a menstrual cramp, and I hear a lot of women say that it feels like menstrual cramps to them as well. Okay. So FAQ
2: number nine, how soon after birth can I have
0: sex? Well, my care practitioner always said six weeks. So that's, you know, so the cervix completely closes again and the uterus goes back down to involutes back down to that pear-shaped size yeah so that that's what they're concerned about really you know
2: I have this funny story there was a a male in the practice that I was uh, receiving my second child's parent under and he came in to check up on me in the hospital and said okay everything's looking really great it's um you're bleeding looks good you can go ahead if you're up to it and go ahead and start having sex again at three weeks <laughs> and i just remember no, like oh thank you did you um, tell your husband or well, did you just... only to laugh and say that's, <laughs> that's not happening and then just you know shift change the next midwife comes in and and she says i don't want you look great bleeding's good i don't want anything near that vagina <laughs> until you're at least six weeks yeah. and i just remember chuckling i was like oh He just doesn't understand. (laughs) But yeah, and then it's a matter of like that, I think, is a it's a guideline. But then there are other issues that may even keep you out, out a bit Of longer. course.
1: I mean, even the fact of having a C section. Do mm-hmm. you, you know, and you may have to change things up pretty drastically. I mean, if you want someone on top of your scar, that's when I don't know. I, right. I, I, I didn't want anyone really close to me for much longer. Yeah. Plus, it's on like pain meds if you have a C section. And if you're breastfeeding, you're breastfeeding, and you you're leaking everywhere. You're leaking. They're
0: sort of they're they're
2: there for other purposes. Yeah, yeah they're
0: sensitive. Well, with breastfeeding, that does sometimes just the hormones going the on oxytocin. causes, causes vaginal dryness. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, if yeah. you're going to have sex, it's a really good idea to find a good lubricant yes. yeah. and go slow. Yeah. yeah. So, and, you know, if there's vaginal tearing, know, that brings a whole nother, yeah, totally. uh, you know, element in there. You yeah. know, are the stitches going to come apart? Well, you know, I don't know. I mean, do you want a penis in there? At- a week after postpartum? You know, Probably not. We've you know. done
1: we've done some episodes about sex after baby, and I think that the key takeaway from this is that it's all about communication with you and your partner. Yes. And there are other ways to be intimate without having intercourse. And I think the more we, we talk about it, um, I don't know, I think they... Have a tendency to understand a little bit more when we explain. I you agree. know, it's not just us saying, you know, just retracting and saying, you know, I don't I, I just don't want you to touch my body. I mean, there's there's real reasons behind it, right? Okay. And
2: FAQ number ten, will I fit back into my pre-pregnancy clothes? I'm still
0: ever? battling. The bul- <laughs> Got the battle of the bulge going on. You know, just depends on the. Uh, it, it, it depends on the pregnancy. But, it depends yeah. on the pregnancy too. With my two older children, it wasn't until I stopped breastfeeding that I lost the last, like, 10 pounds, I guess it was. Um, With my second, I, I, like, had just, like, that week gotten back into a pair of size sixes, and then I got pregnant. And I'm still, now after my third baby, I'm still not there. But I know, you know, I'm less freaked out now with my third baby than I was with my sure. first. But, you know, it's not a forever thing.
1: Yeah, th- I think that's how you have to look at it. Is just, it's just a finite period of time. And what is more important? You getting in your skinny jeans or your children eating <laughs> you know <laughs> when you look at it like that but i have those moments too you know i'm not um you know i'm one am I now eight months postpartum with the twins actually today i i made my i mustered up my confidence and i put on um my bigger pair of jeans but these are not maternity jeans and i'm not really comfortable with <laughs> <in> them <laughs> i'm sure i have a lot of marks on my body right now i'm not normal now and that's okay and life. just
2: forgiving forgiving your body because it took nine, ten months to get to that bigger, yeah, you know, bigger size. We were growing a human. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so that's
0: a pretty amazing thing to grow and birth and feed a baby. Your body is amazing and it's just going to take some time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well,
2: thank you to our panelists for joining today. For more information about our panelists, visit the episode page on our website. This conversation continues for members of the Preggy Pals Club. After the show, we're going to be discussing funny pregnancy moments and how to recover from them. To join our club, visit our website, www.newmommymedia.com.
1: Does Monday at the
2: office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach, with your people, and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com aiforall
0: AI Hi, Preggy Pals. We have a question for one of our experts. Tiffany in Colorado Springs writes... I'm pregnant with my first baby, and I'm really afraid of tearing when I give birth. Would an episiotomy be better than tearing?
3: Hi, Tiffany. My name is Ray Kamali, and I'm an OBGYN uh, practicing in San Diego. Thanks for this interesting question. Not all deliveries cause vaginal lacerations. In fact, the majority of vaginal deliveries cause small tears or no tears or lacerations at all. Clinically, we notice uh, that the tears, if any, are less traumatic than episiotomies, so we, no- we do not routinely cut episiotomies. Of course, uh, there are exceptions, for instance, if the baby's heart rate decreases or if there are other emergencies where an episiotomy is uh, is made or cut to facilitate and expedite the delivery. Otherwise, we allow uh, the head to stretch the perineum and vagina and try to deliver without any cuts or tears. Cutting episiotomies causes more blood loss and at times the cut can extend down towards the rectum or other parts of the perineum. For this reason, recommendations are to allow for natural delivery without a physiotomy.
2: That wraps up our show for today. We appreciate you listening to Preggy Pals. Don't forget to check out our sister shows, Parent Savers for parents with newborns, infants, and toddlers, Twin Talks for parents of multiples, and our show, The Boob Group, for moms who breastfeed their babies. This is Preggy Pals, your pregnancy your way.
0: This has been a new mommy media production. The information and material contained in this episode are presented for educational purposes only. Statements and opinions expressed in this episode are not necessarily those of new mommy media and should not be considered facts. While such information and materials are believed to be accurate, it is not intended to replace or substitute for professional medical advice or care and should not be used for diagnosing or treating health care problem or disease or prescribing any medication. If you have questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your baby, please seek assistance from a qualified health care provider.
1: New Mommy Media is expanding our lineup of shows for new and expecting parents. If you have an idea for a new series, or if you're a business or organization interested in joining our network of shows through a co-branded podcast, visit newmommymedia.com.